What's good, y'all? Welcome back to Reading Those Hoops. I'm your host, Tyreek. Be sure to leave a like and subscribe if you are new. But if you're not new, you might notice that the setup is a little bit different than usual. I'm testing this out to see how it looks. Hopefully, the audio is good. And, you know, let me know in the comments if the audio is off or anything, or if you prefer the whole setup, if you prefer this one. But I like not having the mic in my hand because I'm kind of a hand talker. I talk with my hands a lot. So I'm going to test this out. Hopefully, it works better. Hopefully, it's a little more pleasing visually. So once again, be sure to leave a like and subscribe. Helps out the channel a lot. If you love basketball, man, this is the place for you. And let's get into it. This is the last installment of the What's Next series. This is something I've been doing all season, basically talking about what's next for some of your favorite NBA teams. And today we got five teams on the agenda. We got the Toronto Raptors, the San Antonio Spurs, Oklahoma City Thunder, the Orlando Magic, and the Detroit Pistons. I wanted to group these teams together because... All these teams are in their rebuilding stages, so I think it would be appropriate to talk about each of these teams since there won't be a big, you know, 15-minute video to talk individually about each team. I think, you know, a few minutes dedicated to each team would be very good. And just to give you the fan bases of these teams that watch these videos, you know, something to look forward to this season. So let's go ahead and get into the Toronto Raptors first. As usual, you can see on screen what the Toronto Raptors did this offseason. And didn't really make a lot of big moves. It was really the pieces that they did lose, which was them going into a youth movement. Kyle Lowry going to the Miami Heat in the signing trade was, you know, a big, I think, shift in this franchise because it, I think they're officially kind of in their revamping stages. I don't want to call this a full-on rebuild because there's still so much talent there in Toronto, established talent, guys that were on that championship team. You still got Fred Van Vliet. You still have Pascal Siakam. You still have OG Ananobi. You still got guys that were on that team that were on the playoff team just from a couple of seasons ago as well. So still a team that I think can be kind of competitive in the Eastern Conference, potentially get to the play-in, but I don't think it would be a disappointment if they don't. Um, let's talk about the moves that they did make. I want to start off with their draft pick, Scotty Barnes. He looks like he's going to be a very, very good player in this league. Not really sure what his mold is, man. Is he a three? Is he a four? I think he's kind of a positionalist player, man. I think he can even run a little bit of guard. I think he's very versatile, and I think... In the long term, he's going to be a very good pick for this team. Kind of shocked me when they took him because we were hearing all pre-draft. Jalen Suggs is going to Toronto to be the Kyle Lowry replacement. That's all we were hearing. And then they took Scotty Barnes. But one thing about the Raptors, they are very good at finding talent, and they are very good at drafting, finding diamonds in the rough. And maybe Scotty Barnes will be this for this team. He looked very good in the summer league. And I'm excited to see him, you know, in the regular season, see how he produces, see what their starting lineup looks like. That's what I'm kind of interested in because it's, you still got Freddie. You still have Gary Trent Jr. You still have Pascal, OG, and Anobi, Chris Boucher still on the roster. You just added Precious Achua from the Miami Heat. That was part of the signing trade that um, where you let go of Kyle Lowry, you get back Precious. You also get, get, you also get back Goran Dragic, who we don't know how long he's going to be there. Um, he said he doesn't want to buy out right now or they don't want to buy him out. Basically, he's there to stay for right now, but... I would assume he would probably get traded unless his team is kind of competitive. I would say he would probably get traded at some point during the season unless they're a competitive team. But, man, I, I really like what the Raptors did, man. It's a youth movement. Um, I'm If you've been around the channel, I'm a big fan of Gary Trent. Big time fan of Gary Trent. I think I think he can take a big leap this season. Um, I think Fred Van Vliet had a very good prior year after getting paid the previous offseason. I think Pascal Siakam, I think Pascal's going to bounce back this year, man. I really do. I think last year wasn't a bad year. It was just down from what he did the year before. The year before, he was an All-NBA player, an All-Star. Last season just wasn't that, and it didn't help that he had like four or five game winners like rim out 
And it also didn't help that he was doing the spin move while he was attempting those game winners, which is like a big time meme in the NBA community. But I think the Raptors being back in Toronto, hopefully, will have a bounce back year. And I'm excited to see this thing. Next, the San Antonio Spurs. Um, man, big time youth movement. Uh, not really something that I would have expected to see ever in San Antonio, because as long as I've been watching basketball, they've been a competitive team. They've been a veteran led team and they're always competing for a championship. But the last few years have been a little different, and now it's, it's a movement, you know, to going towards some younger talent, man. And it started with, you know, letting go of DeMar DeRozan in the signing trade. Um, that was really a start, get back some draft picks. We haven't really seen the Spurs do something like that, like get rid of a veteran talent for draft picks. We don't see that happen with San Antonio often. They usually want to get back some established talent. They did get back that he's young, you know, who's a good vet to have, but, you know, they would probably want somebody back more than – you know, when they got DeMar DeRozan, they had to give away Kawhi Leonard, basically. You know, they still wanted some talent back to be a competitive team. But I think now they're kind of in a full-on rebuild mode. And that's kind of exciting to see because I think the Spurs also have some pretty good young talent, man. I am a big fan of DeJounte Murray. I think he's somebody that could potentially be an all-star caliber player one day. I think he's somebody who's gotten better each season. His offensive game is really caught up to his defense. Um, still a very good defender also. And he had a good season last year. Um, I just love the leaps that he's taking, especially offensively. I also really like Lonnie Walker. I think he can be – I don't know if he's really a starter, but I think he's still somebody that's going to be a valuable rotational piece. Um, Keldon Johnson was a steal. I think he was taken at the end of the first round. A lot of these guys on the Spurs were all taken outside of the lottery, except for, like, Jacopoto. I think he was a lottery pick. Even he's kind of – excuse me. Even he's kind of undervalued still. Really like what he brings to the table defensively. And then they drafted Josh Primo. I'm excited to see what he brings to the table. It was a kind of a shocking pick. He was somebody that was expected to be taken maybe like mid mid to late first round. But he's somebody that he, he can shoot the ball. He can score the ball. I want to see how he produces and um, is able to develop in the San Antonio Spurs system. The Spurs, man, kind of weird. They did bring in some vets like Alfred Camino, uh, Doug McDermott, and I mentioned Thaddeus Young. And they also got Zach Collins that took a fire on him. Somebody that hasn't really played a lot in his young NBA career because of injuries. But when he was on the court, pretty valuable piece to the to the Portland Trailblazers, especially defensively. I like what the Spurs did, man. I think another team that's going into their rebuild, I would say this is more of a full-on rebuild than maybe the Toronto Raptors because I don't expect the Spurs to be too competitive. But you never know. You have Greg Popovich as your head coach. He might get the most out of his talent. And they're competing for the plan. Like, you never really know how the Spurs go. But it's good to see them hitting the reset button. And I'm excited to watch some of this young talent in San Antonio. The Orlando Magic. I'm glad that they finally hit the reset during the regular season and traded away all of their, you know, veteran talent. That was exciting to see. I feel like they should have done that a long time ago. Um, and I like what they got back for Vucevic and what they got back for Aaron Gordon. They just got back talent. They just got back talent, man. I, I really enjoy seeing teams just valuing young talent like that and taking flyers on guys like Wendell Carter, who played really well when he got to Orlando last year. Like, they got back R.J. Hampton, who was also playing really well. You have a Cole Anthony. You know, you have a Markel Fultz get well soon. You have a Jonathan Isaac. You still have Mo Bamba. We don't know what, we don't know what the hell Mo Bamba's going to be. We don't know what he's going to be. They got talent, man. They have a lot of talent there in Orlando. Young talent. How does it fit? I don't know. They drafted another guard in Jalen Suggs. What does that mean for Markel? What does that mean for Cole Anthony? What does it mean for RJ Hampton? 
We don't know, man. We don't know. They might just have an elite guard rotation for this next coming season. We don't know. But one of those guys might get traded. But down the line, you would probably expect that to happen because when you have so much good young talent, can't keep everybody. They also drafted Franz Wagner, who is Mo Wagner's little brother, the eighth overall pick. Um, this pick was a little, a little surprising, I would say. I was expecting, like, maybe go two guard because you have a John Isaac and Franz Wagner's kind of that mode a three four type player defensive minded wing seems like very similar players maybe that's their concern with John Isaac not being able to stay healthy maybe that's why they went out and got a Franz Wagner as insurance I didn't hate the pick didn't love it but I do like their draft I think getting Jalen Suggs at five pretty much a steal I think he can help he can help turn the tide in this franchise and they also have a new coach in there, and it's bad that I kind of forget his name. I'm going to give this man's name now, Jamal Mosley. Jamal Mosley, that's their new head coach. I believe he's from the Dallas Mavericks um, coaching staff, so maybe he can help, you know, get this franchise on track. They've been a playoff team a couple, two times over the last three years, but now it's time to hit the reset button, see what kind of young talent you have. And I think they got a lot of it in Orlando. OKC, OKC, OKC. All right, man. It's the team that has a million draft picks over the next, like, seven years. They have a million of them. Um, first off, I want to start just by saying Shea Gilchrist Alexander will probably be an all-star this year if they don't shut him down like they did last season. Um, they shut him down kind of early last year. I think he is the real deal, man. Shea, Shea is that guy, especially offensively, man. He... He's, he's elite. He's elite offensively. He can do pretty much everything on the offensive side of the ball. And he really raises the ceiling of this team drastically. Like, when he's on the court, they are competitive and they can win games. Like, they were, like, I think, like, 11 and 12 through 23 games last year. Then they shut Al Horford down. Then they shut Shea down eventually. Like, yeah, they, they was trying to tank. They were trying to tank. Um, they didn't get the picks that they wanted. They were trying to get, like, two top five picks. Didn't happen that way. They got the sixth overall pick. They drafted another guard in Josh Giddy. Um, I don't know how to feel about this pick. I don't know a lot about Josh Giddy. I just know he's another guard. He's a big guard, about 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, um, good playmaker. Not really a good shooter. Very young. I think he's only 18 or 19 years old. He's very young from Australia. It, it, this is something that we just have to see on the court. He got hurt early in summer league, I believe, so we didn't even really get to see him too much on the court. But one thing about OKC, like I mentioned about the Toronto Raptors, they do a very good job at drafting and finding talent, no matter if it's in the lottery or if it's in trades, late in the first round, undrafted free agents. They do this thing, man. They find hidden gems. Maybe Josh Giddy was that. They took a little reach on him, but maybe he turns out to be a very good player. Same thing with a guy like Trey Mann. I think Trey Mann, what I've seen from his like highlight tapes, he looks like he just has an elite offensive bag already at a young age. Excited to see him. Um, their guard rotation is going to be kind of kind of crazy, man. Shea, Josh Giddy, Trey Mann. Got Teo Maladon still, who, who had a pretty solid rookie year. You got a lot of guards there, but the good thing about them, they're going to be trying to lose games, so a lot of these guys will get opportunities. Also drafted Jeremiah Robinson Earl. From Villanova, we know those Villanova players are always very solid in the league. And they also got Derek Favors in free agency signing trade, so they got a vet. But they'll probably end up flipping for another first-round pick because that's how OKC goes. But I think OKC is doing the rebuild the right way. Hopefully they're able to continue to develop their talent and accumulate 
more young talent in the future because that's just what they do. Last team on the agenda is the Detroit Pistons, man. Detroit basketball got the first overall pick in Kay Cunningham. I think far and away he was the number one prospect in this draft. I think he's going to – look, he, he looks like he has all the makings of being an all-star caliber player, an all-star at the very least. I think Kay Cunningham is the real deal. Don't really need to speak too much on him, but I do love what the Detroit Pistons are doing with their rebuild. I gave them a lot of credit last year because I like the young talent that they had, and I like that they were still being kind of competitive. Even though they weren't winning a bunch of games, they were not a team that, oh, you have the Detroit Pistons on the schedule, it's a night off. They were competitive with teams. They upset a lot of you know, top teams. I think they beat the Boston Celtics like two times last season. You know, They beat the, the Phoenix Suns last year. I remember they, they beat a lot of good teams last year, and I think only 20 games that they won. Um, I want to see Killian Hayes play for a full season. I want to see the dynamic between him and Kay Cunningham, see how they fit together. Isaiah Stewart was really good as a rookie. Sadiq Bey was really good as a rookie. Um, Jeremy Grant bet on himself, and he bet well. Um, now that $20 million might be a little bit of a steal. Uh, he was averaging like 24 points per game last year. I like seeing just the, the trajectory of his game continue to go up. He continues to exceed his He continues to exceed his potential, man. That's what it seems like, but... I really like what they did. They also, Luca Garza, who they drafted in the second round, who was one of the best college players over like the last decade. Like, Luca Garza was a real deal at Iowa. Um, he fell to the 52nd pick, and they just signed him to his rookie deal, so shout out to him. And they did lose a lot of, I think, vets, but it's cool, man, because this is a youth movement. Dwayne Casey is a very good head coach, and I think he's doing a good job, giving his talent the chance to play. Uh, they also brought in Kelly Olenek, who will probably – Come in, put up some buckets, and then they'll trade him like they did Mason Plumlee this offseason. That's just what the Pistons do, man. But I really like what they did. They also took a fire on a guy like Josh Jackson last year. Um, he's still with the roster. They're doing a good job in Detroit. They're doing a very good job. Another team that was kind of teetering on the brink of, do we want to try and make the seventh, eighth seed every year, or should we just rebuild? They went full-on rebuild. Um, might as well accumulate as much young talent as possible. But, y'all, Dak... It's the final installment of the What's Next series. I appreciate y'all for supporting me during this series, man. I didn't think I was going to get all 30 teams done, but we got them done right before the season's getting ready to start. Media days actually started today in the league, so I'll probably recap those at the end of the week. Just for content, just to see, you know, what's going on. Maybe a little fun video, but once again, I appreciate y'all, man. The support's been going crazy lately, almost to 400 subs. So be sure to hit that subscribe button, leave a like. Share the video if you want to, and I'll be back next time with another one, y'all. Peace.